I say to you, I'm going to give you $200 a day. Let me see. Yeah, I'm not sure I got $200. <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> we don't act like this is $200. It's not. But I said, I'm going to give you $200 a day. I'm running short today. This is okay. Uh, <laughs> you love me. I said, I'm going to give you $200 a day to work for me. Let me tell you what I just said. On the basis of your resume or skills or talent, I will buy a day of your life for $200. That's what he just sold me. A day of his life, his skills, his talents is no longer his own because he took the money. I bought a day that he will never have again. I bought a day that he could never create again. I bought a day that it doesn't matter how you feel, what you were going to do, what you had in mind, whether you woke up in a bad mood. The fact that you took that money means I own that day. Your high end belongs to me for that day because you took the money. Now, if he is selling something, selling that phone for $200. You just give him the money, take the phone. <laughs> you just sacrifice a day of your life for the phone. Come on, somebody. The value of the phone is determined by sacrifice. You worked, you sweated, you gave up your time, your labor to get the $200. Now you gave him the sacrifice of a day. You said, I'll pay a day for a phone. That's why you ought to be careful what you buy. <laughs> because you are trading your life for merchandise. start to look at the transaction of value and you start to understand that when you allow someone to put a price tag on your day you limit your possibilities being able to do more you limit it you don't stop it but you do limit it because now you have these X amount of of hours during the day that someone is giving you money to own your time and so if I were giving advice For how do you navigate to the next level? I would say control your time at all costs. And when you're having lunch, do whatever it takes. 
to have lunch with billionaires. Uh, you sure you want me to tell the truth about this? Absolutely. Okay. So here's the thing. We are truly in the, the early stages of the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, there is a digitization of every single industry on the planet, and ultimately that will lead to the digitization of every single company in one way, shape, form, or another. Um, you read about it all the time, but you really have to, you know, depending upon what group you're in, you got to get into the bowels of it. What do I mean by that? You have to now start to evaluate what is creating productivity in all its measures at the company level and what technology and then to what extent is going to impact jobs and opportunity. Okay, and what impact is going to, you know, to some degree, disintermediate entire industries? Absolutely. You know, you've seen it. Like, you know, we have these talks about, oh, you know, everybody wants to be a king, right? No, you actually want to be an emperor. Okay, and that's what Bezos has done, mm -hmm. if you think about it, because now you can actually, you know, disintermediate entire industries if you have the right platform. The Robert Smith talks about being an emperor. And so then you have to understand, well, what's the difference between being the king and being an emperor? Because there is a difference. And see, if you don't know that difference, you'll be tricked into going towards being a king or going towards being a queen. See, a, a king, when we look up the, the, the black equity of the language of the dictionary, king is a ruler of an independent state country that has a royal family. King is a ruler of an independent state country that has a royal family. So then you have to ask, well, what is an emperor? What is an emperor? Our emperor is a ruler of great, great power and rank, especially one ruling an empire. And so it has multiple areas. An emperor has multiple territories. A king has one. So when you start sitting down with billionaires and start having conversations with billionaires and have lunch with billionaires, you start cracking the code a little bit. When you start breaking down what they're really saying, you start getting a little glimpse into how you should be thinking. A big lesson I've learned is that you should never take no for an answer. Uh, and I thank God that um, I didn't take no for an answer. Each time that the door was shut in my face, I kept going back, kept going back. I kept asking for something else, I kept asking for another thing. Each time I was told, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. You know, various reasons given to me for, for, for you know, 
And, you know, if I'd been the type that would sit back and say, and just throw my arms up in the air mm. and say, well, that's the end of that. Uh, pity didn't work out. Yes, I'd, uh, you know, visited the petroleum minister at the time. Um, well, I'm sure that it was through destiny. Mm. Um, and when the initial door shut, I decided that, I, you know, I wasn't going to just sit back and accept it. So, you know, I kept going back with uh, all sorts of different kinds of suggestions as kind of uh, businesses or contracts that I could enter into, you know, with uh, NMPC at the time. And uh, eventually I was told that uh, the government of the day um, would rather have Nigerians uh, begin to take charge of uh, the resources of uh, uh, our country mm. rather than uh, the multinationals that are taken charge for so many years. Mm. Um, and that, uh, so I, I, if I was also the type that, you know, felt that, um, you know, I can't face a challenge, you know, that, you know, it was just too much for me, then we, I wouldn't be sitting here maybe True. Uh, uh, talking of giving back. So, you know, I you know, rolled up my sleeves, pull up, pulled up my socks mm. and uh, got, got to work. Initially, I was disappointed. I thought that, uh, you know, they were just trying to get rid of me. And, uh, but thank God that uh, I took that decision mm -hmm. to at least, uh, I said to myself that, uh, okay, well, there's much you can lose. Either, you know, you make it or get back to where you, where, where you were. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I faced the challenge. Yeah. Uh, so to God be the glory. And then... See, Flora Jo, what I really love about her story and what she's telling us in this piece of wisdom is you have to know everything that you're going to say yes to and everything you're going to say no to and everything that you're willing to let happen to you. If you are determined to do something, you're going to have to figure out a way around someone's no. Legally, of course. And so that's what I love about this piece of wisdom is if you really want something Get past the guards, get past the gates, figure out a way to get in front of whoever it is you need to get in front of and make it happen. Once you know who that is or how, what system that needs to be or what company that needs to be, position yourself accordingly by any means necessary. By any means necessary, position yourself for the yes. And that, once you start thinking like that, that's when you start, start saying, okay, this lunch with a billionaire is paying off. Every young person can achieve their dreams, can uh, be what they want to be. The, the key is hard work, sacrifice, and, uh, and perseverance. And, and what is also important is you will find people who will tell you uh, you want to start a new business and they'll say to you, it will not succeed because there's so much competition. There are companies that have been there longer than you, more money, more infrastructure. 
and more resources. But uh, if you look at the most successful entrepreneurs, but also the most successful professionals, whether it's doctors, lawyers, scientists, engineers, uh, teachers, nurses, the, the, the common factor is uh, determination to work hard, to sacrifice, and to pursue the fulfillment of their dreams. What do you want to sacrifice? What I like what Patrice is saying here, as you're sitting down and you're having lunch and you're listening to billionaires think, what he's saying here is, what you want to sacrifice? Now that seems simple in a nutshell, but I think a lot of us aren't willing to sacrifice whatever it takes in order to get to where they need to be. And it may, and perhaps you don't need to be a billionaire. I told you before to be in the 1%, you only need to make roughly $400,000 a year. <laughs> so the game may not be, you know, a billionaire, but why not learn from those who have already accomplished it? Why not take in their wisdom? Why not sit at their table And take in the knowledge. And then maybe there's something that you can teach them in in return. I think that is the principle behind, you know, lunch with billionaires. I believe lunch with billionaires can shift your life if you play the game right. Lunch with billionaires. That is an ultimate golden strategy that will pay huge dividends. And as you're listening to all the different thinkers, it should lead you to start thinking on a grander scale. For being there, money is not your mission. Money funds your mission, but money is not your mission. And because you think money is your only mission, if you're not paid correctly, you get frustrated. But your job is only supposed to be one financial stream. It's not supposed to be your only financial stream. When God set Adam in the Garden of Eden, he gave him four different rivers. You ought to have four different streams of income that feeds you so you're not just depending on one stream when there are three more that ought to be feeding you. some places that God may send you to work where they can't pay you hardly anything at all. But if you got your stream set up, then money won't be your God and it won't control every decision you make. And you won't have to prostitute yourself for the highest bidder all the time. Increase your revenue streams so that you can separate the money from the mission. I 
think this is some worthwhile stuff. If I had time, I'd talk about some of the streams that are available to you. Look, when you want to know the streams that are available to you, first of all, you should look at the gifts that you have. If you haven't run out of gifts, you haven't run out of streams. Every gift you have is a stream. Every gift you have is a stream. Don't let people compartmentalize you because people often want to do this. Once they define that you can do one thing, they want that to be the sum total of everything that you do. I tell people, I'm a preacher, I'm called to preach, I love to preach, but that's not my only gift. So I still want to write a little bit. That's another stream that I want to use. Everywhere I had a gift was a stream. If you have the ability, David could do business, that was a stream. David could fight battles, that was a stream. David could play instruments, that was a stream. Everything they listed about David became a stream for him. Everything God put in you, when God created you, before you ever even got here, he buried all of these gifts down inside of you so that as you live your life, you could draw from what he put in you. And if you're not out of gifts, you're not out of streams, baby. The job is only one place. Stop expecting your job to fund your vision. Your vision is probably bigger than your paycheck because God wanted you to have four streams in your Garden of Eden and not just one. One of them was gold. One of them was delium. You've got to diversify your streams or you won't maintain your garden and you'll misuse your mission because you're overly worried about the money. I believe with all of my heart that Christians should come to the point that we are not led by dollars. I don't believe that God sent us in the world to be prostituted. Where we have to make every decision based on how much will you give me? How much will you give me? How much will you? There are some things that you ought to do simply because it's in your heart. Simply because it's in your spirit. Simply because it's your passion. Simply because it ignites you. Simply because it motivates you. And if you increase your streams. I'd like to talk more about the streams. I'd like to talk about in, an investment stream in your life. So your money's working for you while you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to talk to you about developing extracurricular streams of income that don't eat up all of your time. Because your time is premium and if you have to give up another eight hours to get it, that's too much. That eats into your life, destroys your happiness and makes you fatigued. So as you consider other revenues or streams, consider your time as a premium product. Because all you have of life is time. All you have of life is time. You want to increase your stream without losing all your time. When you look for something, look for something that increases your stream without eating up all of your time. Is, is that okay? Okay. When you look for possible revenue streams, look for your giftings. The greater the gifting, the broader the stream. And look for non-traditional giftings. It doesn't always have to be traditional giftings. One woman made millions of dollars because she had beautiful hands. And somebody saw her hands and wanted to sport their rings on her hands. She didn't have a beautiful body, she didn't have a beautiful face, but people paid her money to put their rings on her hands and photograph her hands. Some people get positions because of their personality, it's not always their education. They just have the kind of personality that represents a company well. Some people get hired because they have a pleasant voice on the phone. 
Any, anything you do well is a stream. Don't let people lock you down just because you found one stream. So people always want to say, so she is a beautician. He is a preacher. He is a doctor. You are only limited by your own creativity. When people say this is what you are and you say yes, you have limited yourself to one stream. Could it be possible that there are things in you that you, I got to quit. I'm going to say this real quick. <laughs> I got to do the rest of 11 o'clock. Could it be possible that there are things in you you haven't touched yet? I mean at any age and stage in life, could some of your frustration be that life hasn't used up your resources? Stop waiting on good stuff to happen to you. If you know you got another stream, identify that stream, market that stream, put that stream out and don't prostitute all your time to use your stream. Because all life is, is time. And the more of your time you give up, the more of your life you give up and make sure that the part of your life you give up is worth what you get in return.